Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul fast this morning. Lord, my soul thirst to know you better and better. It is my outcry this morning that I might know you and the power of your resurrection. Lord, that I will love you better and better. That is my heart cry this morning. Father, we have come to worship you. We have come to worship the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have come to worship the God who is Yahweh. We worship Jehovah himself. Receive all our praises this morning. Scripture says that you are God Almighty. We worship the one who is almighty this morning. Be magnified and glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask this morning that as we fellowship in your word, that you will speak to us once again. Help us to learn again this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. So we continue reading the book of James, but first of all, let me say a big thank you to everyone joining in this morning. I hope you're doing well. God bless you. God bless you where you are. I pray that you will continue to prosper as we come to the end of this year. Everything you are still trusting God for, the Lord will do for you in Jesus' name. All right, so we completed James chapter 1 and 2 yesterday. Let's read James chapter 3, 4, and 5 today. So I'll spend more time reading so that we complete the book of James, all right? James chapter 3, controlling the tongue. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. <laughs> I know a lot of people want to be the one to sit on the pulpit, eh? Stand, stand on, before the pulpit and be the one to share. James says <laughs> that position comes with respons responsibility. Hmm? So not many of us, many of, many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Okay, so don't take it for granted. Indeed, we all make many mistakes, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way if we could just control our tongues okay so sadly 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 many people can't control their tongues remember your actions tells us what is going on inside you your actions tells us about your faith and he's explaining it for that to us here we all make many mistakes for if we could control our tongues we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way 
We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go. Even though the winds are strong, in the same way the tongue is a small thing that makes grand species. <laughs> but a tiny sparks but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire that's what the tongue can do if you want to know uh, pastor is that possible go and find out <laughs> many marriages that ended it was tongue mm -hmm. what the tongue said the tongue so a tiny spark that set a great forest on fire verse 6 and among all the parts of the body the tongue the tongue is a flame of fire it is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body it can send your it can set your whole life on fire for if it is set on fire by for it is set on fire by hell itself okay so your tongue can set your entire can set your entire life on fire <laughs> that's what james is saying so seven people can tame all kinds of animals birds reptiles and fish but no one can tame the tongue. So how do we tame the tongue? The Holy Spirit is the one that tames the tongue for us. No one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing comes pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, uh, this is not right. It's not right, but that's what happens. But when the Holy Spirit takes control, you see now, okay, all that will be coming out is fresh water. Aha, hallelujah. He says, um, surely my brothers and sisters, that is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grape or a grape vine produce figs? No, the answer is no. And you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring not naturally okay so it shouldn't be it goes against who we are as children of god so if you are wise verse 13 if you are wise and wisdom and understand god's ways you understand god's way prove it by living an honorable life i wish i had time to for us to be able to talk properly this morning because some people's faith carrying their Bible is devoid okay it, it's not correlate it's not gelling it's not connecting with the way they are living their lives and that's it's a shame because it goes against everything the word of God stands for since if you are wise and understand God's way prove it prove it how prove it by living an honorable life that's how you prove it doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. You see that? It's your actions. It's going to show in your actions. Doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitter, jealous, and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with, with boasting and lying. You know? Don't. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. They are not jealousy and, and selfishness. They are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are, are hell, heartily, unspiritual and demonic. Jealousy and selfishness. They are demonic. I didn't say so. The Bible said so. <laughs> Such things are earthly and 
earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For whatever, for wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, uh, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Some people, you don't need to check out if you know the number of congregation churches that have broken up because of jealousy. <laughs> wherever there is jealousy and self-ambition, there you will find disorder, disorder, disorder and, ev and evil of every kind. So, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times and willing to yield. It's willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism. Hmm? The wisdom that is from above when when faith is working itself inside as in God is the one influencing you. Listen. It is also peace loving. It's because it's going to shape your actions. Okay? Gentle at all at all times and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of, of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest, reap a harvest of righteousness. Okay, so there's anything that James tells us, encourages us to allow our faith show by the way we are living. It's that simple. All right, all right. So let's move on to James chapter 4. It says, What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Yes, what is causing the quarrels and fight among you? Don't they come from the evil desires, from the evil desires at war within you? Yes, that's where the quarrels are coming from. They come from the evil desires at war within you. You want, you want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. You see, when your, your faith is divided, it's unsettled, it's focused on God, it's focused on people because <laughs> you are praying to God, but it's somebody else you are looking at. Because the person has not given you the money, you are helping the person. You think the person has money. Now you are bitter towards the person. <laughs> That's not the God kind of faith we are talking about. Hmm? Since yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God. You don't put your focus on God. Since and even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what you will give, only what will give you pleasure. If that's what you want, then you don't need it from God. Since you are daughters, don't you... Don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. It's that simple. What do you want? To be a friend of God or a friend of the world? Choose one. Don't you think the script don't you think the scripture have no do you think the scripture, sorry, do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate, that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him. And he gives grace generously. Yes. As the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace 
it gives grace to the humble. You find this so all through the Bible. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 34, for example, God opposes the proud. If you are proud, God will oppose you. And imagine when God is the one opposing you. <laughs> so, so humble yourself before God. Humble yourself before God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. If you humble yourself before God, you then resist the devil. Don't put it to the Bible arrange it properly. Humble yourself first. Resist the devil. You see how he will take off. But you are resisting the devil, but you are braggadocious before God. It doesn't work that way. So humble yourself before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Of course, it's not as if God, you know, uh, is coming close. You know, he's just trying to explain it in a way that we can understand it. Because, of course, God is so many presence. But when we draw near to God, we just, we just, in our own hearts, we sense him more. Not because he's any closer. He's always, he's at the same distance to what at every time. Okay? He says, Draw, come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Remember I said unsettled, eh? divided attention. Let there be tears, let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourself before the Lord and it will lift you up in honor. I wish I could discuss this one a bit this morning. Humble yourself. Eh, I don't know where pride is coming from, but surely it is not coming from God. Humble yourself before the Lord and it will lift you up in honor. Says, don't speak evil against each other, dear brothers and sisters. If you criticize and judge each other, then you are criticizing and judging God's law. He says, but your job is to obey the law, not to judge, judge whether it applies to you, to you. Obey it. God alone who gave the law is the judge. He alone has the power to save or to destroy. So what right do you have to judge, to judge your neighbor? So stop criticizing other people. Stop being judgmental over people. It's not your place. It's not your right. God is the one. Okay, to hold people. Ours is to love them. That's all we hold people. Since look here, you will say today or tomorrow we are going to a certain town and we stay there. Yeah, we will do business there and make a profit. How do you know what your life will be? Will be like tomorrow? Your life is like, uh, like it's like it's like your your life is like the morning fog. It is here a little while, then it's gone. What you ought to say is, if the Lord wants us to, we will leave and do this or that. As in other words, trust in the grace of God. Instead of thinking that it is all your own accomplishment. That's what James is saying. Otherwise, you are boasting about your own pretentious plan. And all such boasting is evil. All such boasting is evil. Remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. <laughs> you know the concepts of sins of some people uh, <laughs> you will be shocked when we get to heaven James say it is sin to know what you ought to do and not do it uh -huh. it is sin 
So don't think it's just uh, that shall not commit adultery, that shall not commit fornication. That shall... I'm not saying those are not sins, so they are. But it is not your place. Push the person towards God. Push them towards righteousness and don't be judgmental over others. Hallelujah. All right, let's move on to James chapter 5. Like I said, we'll finish the book of James. James today says, Look here, you rich people. Hmm? Weep and groan with anguish because of all the terrible troubles ahead of you. If I tell you the truth, eh, the book of James have been so misunderstood because these words have been, they have been rubbed on in the face of rich people. And so the people in church decided that they were going to be poor because in being poor, they were going to go to heaven. <laughs> so, so they will tell you, look here, you rich people, weep and groan with anguish because of all the terrible troubles ahead of you. <laughs> See, your wealth is rotting away and your fine clothes are most eating, eating rags. See, your gold and silver are corroded. The very wealth you were counting on will eat away your flesh like fire. I don't know whether you are beginning to understand what he means by riches. He's talking about people who have put their trust in their riches instead of being rich in their trust in God. Okay, so it's not trying. To, James is not trying to dis, discourage discourage us from being rich. Oh, that's not his intention. Okay, he says um, we eat away your flesh like fire. He says this this corroded treasure you have ordered will testify against you on the day of judgment. Okay, you see that they have not just only put. You are talking about rich people who. Their trust is not in God, but it's in their, in their riches. And then they are talking about people who are rich, but they are others. They hoard things. This thing that you are hoarding, James says, it will testify against you. He's not talking about just, there are many people who are rich and they, they have a blessing. God is using them. Okay? So, it's not just talking about riches. During Jesus' this time, there were many rich people who worked with Jesus. <laughs> So Joseph of Arimathea, for example, who went to ask for the body of Jesus. You think a poor person could have asked for the body of Jesus? No! <laughs> so, please don't misunderstand it. Say, for listen, for listen, hear. Hear the cries of the field workers, you see again, under crime of this rich person. Apart from the fact that they have put their own trust in, in their riches and not in God. Apart from the fact that they were ordained. Look at the way they were treating their workers. They were rich and they were not paying their workers. Eh? They were not paying their workers. People like this, they love money. And that's what James is talking about. Not rich people in general. People who love money. Say, for listen, hear the cries of the field workers whom you have cheated of their pay. Even though this person is rich, is cheating workers of their pay. The cries of those who, who of those who harvest your field have reached the ears of the Lord of Heaven's armies. Hmm? You have spent you you have spent your years on earth in luxury, satisfying your every desire. You have you are fattened, fattened yourself for the day of slaughter. You have condemned and killed innocent people who do not resist you. Okay, so it's not talking about every rich person. But he has given us the clear characteristics of these people, this kind of rich people. Okay? And there are these same kind of characteristics for, for poor people too. Uh -huh. 
So, let's go on. Verse 7. See, dear brothers and sisters. Remember, James is giving us advice. Be patient as you wait for the Lord's return. Be patient. And we will say, Maranatha, Maranatha. When will Jesus come back? He says, be patient. Be patient as you wait for the Lord's return. Consider the farmer who patiently waits for the rain in the fall and in the spring. They eagerly look for the valuable harvest to ripen. Just as they wait, we must learn. We must wait. You too must be patient. Take courage for the coming of the Lord is near. Someone will say, look, it's been more than 2,000 years. You people have been saying the coming of the Lord is near. I'm telling you the coming of the Lord is near. We'll, we'll see it in the book of Revelation. It says, don't grumble about each other. Verse 9, brothers and sisters, oh, you will be judged. Don't grumble about each other. Say, for look, the judge is standing, the judge is standing at the door. The judge is standing at the door. For example, uh, for example, for examples of patience in suffering, dear brothers and sisters, look at the prophet who spoke in the name of the Lord. We give great honor to those who endure under. We give great honor to those who endure under suffering. For instance, if you know about Job, if, for instance, you know about Job, a man of great endurance, you can see how the Lord was kind to him at the end. For the Lord is full of tenderness and mercy. Says, but most of all, my brothers and sisters, never take an oath by heaven or 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 hurt or anything else. Just say a simple yes or no, so that you will not sin and be condemned. Okay. So very, very, very important. Very, very important. Don't grumble at each other. James says, hmm? don't judge one another. The one who should judge is God Himself. And then, look at the suffering of Job. Look at the life of Job. But God blessed him at the hand. Let's learn from him. Now, finally, let's learn on the power, the power of prayer. Verse 13, it says, Are any of you suffering, suffering hardship? You should pray. Are you facing hardship today? Come close to God. Don't move away from him. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a, such a prayer offered in faith, not the oil, is the prayer. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick. And the Lord will make you well. The Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Okay? So, very important thing about the way faith and prayer works because some people now they will think it's the oil that heals you. When we pour oil on your head now, you are healed. It doesn't know. It says such a prayer offered in faith is what heals. We heal the sick. Hallelujah. 16 says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces powerful and produces wonderful re results. The earnest pr prayer of a righteous person. You are a righteous person. Your righteousness has been settled in Christ. <laughs> the Bible says your prayer eh, has great power and it produces wonderful results. So this morning, when we are going, we are going to pray. See, Elijah was as, was as human as we are. Elijah, and when he prayed earnestly that no rain should fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain 
and the earth be began the earth began to yield its crop i'm sure you know the story of elijah okay he prayed and if you look at elijah it wasn't that elijah was perfect okay so it's we are not the one that someone said what determines how, how powerful a prayer is you know if you tell some people to measure what what makes prayer powerful some people will tell you that it is when you shout, <laughs> where everywhere is shaking now. And when we are praying, everywhere is shaking, everywhere is vibrating. And we are shouting at the top of our voice. <laughs> we have prayed powerful prayer. <laughs> Fully, foolishness. What makes prayer powerful is when God answers. Right? <laughs> I don't know, but okay, we can't really tell. But I think if you look at Jesus, the way we read about it in the gospel, I don't think majority of his prayers were prayed the way we pray. Shouting and shouting as if God, God is deaf. The God that can see your heart, see your thoughts as clear as the words coming out of your mouth. You will now be shouting as if he is deaf or he can't hear you. Remember Elijah, <laughs> Elijah and those prophets. He said, call on, call on, Baal. Maybe he's sleeping. Shout very well. Okay? So, teaching us about the concept of prayer and faith. And I think a lot of us have missed it. Okay? So, very, 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 very importantly this morning, what makes prayer powerful is not that we are shouting. What makes prayer powerful is that God answers. And many times when we come to the place of prayer, many of us already know. Uh-huh. <laughs> you already know that God is not going to answer. Or you know that God has answered you already. You have your answer. But you are trying to see whether you can manipulate God with your prayer. <laughs> say, Papa, see, not possible. Okay? So, let's end this. 19 says, My dear brothers and sisters, if someone among you wanders away from the truth and is, and is brought back, he says, you can be sure that whoever brings the sinner back from wandering we save that person from death and bring about the forgiveness of many sins i think most christians have given up on this <laughs> we would rather cut people down someone said christianity is the only place where we kill our soldiers okay or our wounded soldiers you see no matter what when a soldier is wounded they quickly carry the soldier to the back and they go and bandage him up and treat him so that he can come back and join the fight our own we kill our soldiers <laughs> so the bible says no those of us you know and paul told, told us to do in in galatians chapter 6 he said those of us who are spiritual those of us who are mature we must know how to be able to restore such a person i know that we have been blessed this morning i want us to pray eh i want us to pray why the bible says the prayer of a righteous man eh it has tremendous power Yes, the Bible says it is dynamic in its working. It says here, it says it has great power and produces wonderful results. Pray about something this morning. Maybe your prayer is just, Lord, I just want to know you and love you better. That's always my own prayer. Lord, let my heart forever always long for you. Or maybe your prayer this morning is about maybe your academics. Or maybe it's might be something you're trusting God for. It might be your business. It might be your marriage. I want you to lift it up in prayer to God. This morning, let's pray together. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus. Your word says if we ask anything in Jesus' name, Lord, you will do it. 
So Lord, we ask that these mountains will move. We ask, Lord, that in this season, you will bring it to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, what only you can do, let it happen in this season. In the name of Jesus, I pray for my brothers and sisters that there will be a manifestation of those things you have shown them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because we will return with our testimonies. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.